Hey everybody, it's Mark. I just wrapped up Muffed Movie's first ever run of live shows at Otherworld Theater, and it was so rewarding. Not financially, of course, but emotionally. And I want to do more live shows, so I'm on the hunt for opportunities to perform Muffed Movies live in the Chicagoland area. If you have any venue suggestions, or you know about events that could use a live muffing, please let me know. Speaking of live shows, I want to give a gargantuan thank you to the latest member of our Patreon community, Evan H. <sighs> Evan, thank you so much for coming out to multiple live shows and for supporting the show on Patreon. Patrons at the scientist level and above now have access to a never-released episode of E.T. featuring Andy North. So thank you to all of my patrons, both new and old. You are true blue husky dogs. Or maybe true blue... Muffins? Mufflings? Muffbos? I don't know. Uh, hey, what do you think is the best name for Muff Movies listeners? I started a poll on the Muff Movies YouTube page where you can vote on your favorite. Uh, so if you want to weigh in, just find Muff Movies on YouTube, click the Community tab, and you'll find the poll over there. Speaking of which, please subscribe to Muff Movies YouTube page. It's full of comedy treasures like full-length episodes and videos of me trying new foods and fun little bite-sized audiogram shorts of some of my favorite moments from Muffed Movies episodes. Uh, but yeah, please, um, even if you don't care at all about YouTube, head over there, click subscribe to Muffed Movies, because that'll help me sort of grow that uh, YouTube channel, and then I can get the word out to the world that Muffed Movies exists. And once that happens, I can give you all bigger and better muffery. So please support my uh, social media campaign for justice. We all love justice. And now I hope you all enjoy this very special live episode of Muff Movies, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, featuring Jen Connor and Nick Marino. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You came! Welcome, welcome, one and all, to Muffed Movies Live. Give it up for yourselves. Thank you for being here. It warms me heart. Uh, if you don't know me, I am your host, Dark Mark Soloff. Um, but I am not the, uh, the, the really special thing today. The special thing today is our two guest improviser co-hosts who have outstanding moral fiber. They are Jen Connor and Nick Marino. Give it up for them. Hello. Muffed Movies is a podcast where we lovingly parody favorite films using only our memories, our silly voices, and some tiny notes. All right. Um, special guests, real quick, do you have anything you'd like to plug to our wonderful audience before we begin? Uh, if you notice the set we're in, it is a Puffs set. Come see that. It's great. I'll plug my show, uh, uh, Miss Call, Fridays at the Annoyance at 8 p.m., new sketch every week. Awesome. Then, we shall not dilly-dally any farther. <clears throat> it is time for Muff Movie's Star Crawl. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It is a time of growing power for teenage wizard Harry Potter, the strongest wizard in Privet Drive. 
Harry has defeated his evil nemesis, Lord Voldemort, not one, not two, but three times over the course of three films slash books. Harry's getting hormonal now that he's 14, and his strength is growing. But you know what? He doesn't want to be so famous. He just wants to be Harry. Let's see if that'll work out for him in year four in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Smash cut to the Hogwarts Great Hall. Now, you might remember this from the other three Harry Potter movies as like a beautiful cathedral-like dining hall. Everything's all like polished wood. All the little kid wizards are there in their robes. And of course, at the end of the aisle, behind the plinth is Albus Dumbledore, the most powerful sorcerer to grace the earth. Welcome again, young wizards, to another year at Hogwarts Academy. But let's skip all the stuff we've seen in other movies. Uh-oh, a ship is coming up from the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and some horses, too. There's a Triwizard Tournament, bitches. <laughs> what? A Triwizard Tournament? It makes no sense. No. We're an isolated school. I've never heard of any other, other schools. I've never even heard of the, the word try. Wow. I'm not Greek. Well, sorry, we, we could have told you sooner, but we decided not to. All the other schools already know. Here they are. Oh, my goodness. What a surprise gift to these boring English kids. The doors burst open, and in dances the beautiful maidens of the French Belbetons Academy, which means beautiful wands. Wow. Women. I am white and I am sassy. Oh, they're blonde. I am also white and I do a little flourish and bugs come out of my sleeves. Quick, get a quick shot of my ass. Yes. And the cinematographer does show the dancing asses of these ostensibly teenage actresses. It's not great when you really break it down for what it is. But we're supposed to be thinking that's like the male gaze of the students. Oh, so it's totally fine. Um, anyway, the Bobatons girls, they must be powerful mages because all the boys are just petrified, if you know what I'm saying. Girls? <laughs> and speaking of fear and petrification, hot on the heels of the Bobatons ballerinas, we hear a primordial bestial thumping and thudding, lightning and, and smoke roll in through the open doors. It's the most fearsome nation that the English have ever seen. Germany? No. Russia? No. Sorry, China. It's Bulgaria! Oh, whoa, look out. These Bulgarian war boys come through, slamming their wizard staffs, with into the ground, creating sparks, and, and they're they at least twenty-five. They are <laughs> years old. They are old. You get held back in Durmstrang a lot. Uh, there's a lot of like, um, like pull-up based uh, testing that goes on, mm. mm-hmm. and oh, growth hormone, and bovine growth hormone, of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Durmstrang guys put the willowy little Hogwarts boys in their place. All the boys shrink back feeling cowed, feeling calved. That's a baby cow. <laughs> but you know who doesn't have time for a baby cow? Uh, is it Bart? Uh, no, is it Mad-Eye Moody? It's <laughs> motherfucking Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> All crazy, going 
full RoboCop on the scene. That's right. Zooming in. <laughs> we see from the perspective of a mad eye, this magical eye is going around. It lingers for just a moment on young Harry Potter uh, playing across his fabled scar. And we see Brendan Gleeson dressed up as a gross drifter with one metal leg coming in, ah, he says, and he casts a disenchantment on the ceiling, and that ceiling that looked like it was a beautiful starfield suddenly looks just like a shitty, poorly maintained ceiling from a 1,600-year-old building. <laughs> ah, I hate magic and stuff, ah, Mad-Eye says, as he stumps down the aisle, smacking kids hither and thither. <laughs> he finally comes to rest and shakes hand with Albus Dumbledore. I don't like being here, but I'll take this job. Oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. It's paramount that you are here. My old friend, the true Mad-Eye Moody. I can tell. I can tell. Yes, you, sm- you smell like him. You smell like Mad-Eye. And that's... Uh, old Spice. Oh, my. The oldest Spice. <laughs> We um, interrupt this sort of romantic uh, rendezvous between Mad-Eye and, you know, the main guy. What's his name? Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> and we see a character no one cares about, Barty Crouch, uh, head of the uh, Triwizard thingamajig. Yes. We're all about, the show's about yeah, to yeah, be I'm, about. I'm, I'm Barty Crouch. I, I've been sent here by the Ministry to explain what's going on. Uh, there's, there's a t- tournament here, and uh, you have to be 17 to enter. I, I, I think that's the rules. Oh, say the majority of the students. Well, I guess that's it for me. <laughs> no real point for me being here. <laughs> Bye! Hey, I'm, I'm Fred Weasley. Uh, one of the twins. I'm going to whisper to my brother, George, that I heard Barty Crouch had a son who was a Death Eater. That's pretty bad, eh? Do you know? Oh, by the way, Death Eaters, they're like... <laughs> they're like Voldemort's followers, and they kind of dress like clansmen, but like actually cooler than the clan. Uh, cooler than the yeah, clan, if, Mark. If you can believe it. Uh, wow. Maybe you should stop talking for a minute. I'm sorry, being British is not part of my culture. Am I taking it too lightly? George Weasley is taken away to prison oh, for no. a little bit to uh, jail. <laughs> cool costumes, no! <laughs> Dumbledore once again sets how important this Triwizard Tournament is that kids will die. <laughs> He lets them all know ahead of time. Like, they've set up this tournament because they expect kids to die for um, the adults' entertainment. Dumbledore pulls down a giant magical scroll, and we see just hashtag after hashtag. We see hash mark after hash mark uh, indicating a Triwizard champion that was cut down before their prime. And he, the, the paper before it rolls up, but then behind it, there's a, an odds chart for the betting odds on all <laughs> yeah. the students that are participating. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa never mind, excuse me. <laughs> whoops, and then behind whoopsies. that, he lifts it up again, and there's just pictures of Bobaton asses <laughs> secretly behind that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, smash cut to Defense Against the Dark Arts class. Ah, that old familiar classroom with a baby dragon skeleton hanging in it, which is kind of morose if, if you ask me. Macabre. Um, and we see Mad-Eye Moody in his mad element. He looks meanly at the students as if challenging every single one of them. All right, now your last defense against the dark arts teachers were a bunch of pansies, a bunch of wet towels, if you ask me. 
so I'm going to teach you the real shit, he says, taking a drink out of his polyjuice potion, I mean, uh, Irish whiskey thing. Flask is the name of thing. <laughs> I, I've read books. I know the real shit already. Yes, Granger, Hermione Granger. Uh, uh, yes. Stand up. Spin around. Yes. Tell me uh, what you know. Uh, okay. I'll do a little twirl. Now, and do your little dance on the catwalk. Uh, uh, okay, yes. Uh, the, the, the Cruciatus Curse. Ah, you would know that because you're a pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> That's right. Oh, there are three oh. unforgivable curses. You might have heard of them in George Carlin's comedy specials. <laughs> the three unforgivable curses are the Cruciatus Curse, the one that tortures people, the Imperious Curse, the one that controls people, and everyone's favorite, the Abracadabra Curse. Do them. Demonstrate them, sir. All we right. want to see them, yeah, please. I'm, I'm Malfoy. I want to see it with my own eyes. All right, Malfoy and Crab. I see you. Give the people what they want. Um, Do it on Harry! Do it on Harry! Well, Tor- torture the boy yeah, who's parents are. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Just a little one. All right, hold on. I think I got something. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mad-Eye Moody uh, uncorks his eye and pulls the most disgusting magical scorpion out of the socket. Uh, this is a roommate, but he's been squatting and not paying rent, so it's time to do some punishment. <laughs> The absolutely sapient animal who has written in its journal just that morning uh, is placed down in a petri dish. Crucio, he says, and it writhes and wriggles in pain. Yay, it imagines yay, its oh, wife it's so and kids. And okay, one at a time, improvisers. What? <laughs> it imagines its wife and kids at home that it just kissed goodbye this morning. It was going to Hogwarts. It knew this was a big break for it, so this is a really big day. I want to be a professor. Oh, honey, we're so glad that you finally got the big Hogwarts job. Oh, man. Uh, Thoughts of his family just race through his uh, throbbing mind. Pain is the mind killer, as we've all learned. Um, Neville Longbottom is looking in agony, such empathy pouring from this uh, tween. Uh, because if we'd read the books, we'd know that Neville Longbottom's parents were friggin' crucioed to the moochio. <laughs> they, they got crucioed insane, which is fucked up, JK, but, you know, whatever. All right, enough of these fun and games. It's time for a puppet show. Imperio, he says. And then the little evil-looking scorpion thing starts to do a funny little uh, puppet dance. Like a uh, Pinocchio and type. there's a flashback from the scorpion teaching his child to play with his new <laughs> puppet that he bought him for Christmas. Teaching <laughs> his own child how to walk, <laughs> which he's now imitating oh, in, in front of all these laughing kids. And the kids are laughing by now because uh, Mad-Eye is uh, waggling the scorpion thing over their faces. Everyone's laughing. <clears throat> he holds it over a cask of butterbeer. Shall I have him drown himself? And everyone gets real somber. They're like, oh, I see. We, we're bad people. <laughs> and now the final spell of all. Miss Granger, could you tell me what it's called again? I'll never, I'll never say. I'll never. It's abracadabra. <laughs> abracadabra! And a bunny pops out of a hat. Oh, shit, you got me. <laughs> He says real fast, and green light shoots from the end of his wand. And as we all know, in the Harry Potter universe, green light 
And green fire indicates evil, not the burning of copper nitrate. (laughs) Ah, well, that was a rewarding class, everyone. Remember what you learned. See you later. Favorite lesson ever. (laughs) Alfoy. Uh, smash cut to the Triwizard Cup room where Dumbledore is pulling little bits of paper out of a hat and announcing all of the <laughs> names yeah, for the hat. students that are... Uh, oh, sure, sure, yeah, it's a hat now. Uh, uh, the Triwizard hat. The hat flames red, first name. Foof. Foof. We get, oh yeah, the hotshot rock star Victor Crumb. Uh, Victor Crumb. Okay, we know Victor. I will destroy you. Okay, that's great, Victor. Um, just fresh off a hot win, by the way, at the uh, the World Cup. I was in the Quidditch World Cup, but it was broken apart by Death Eaters. Okay. But okay. we don't need to dwell on that because it's not germane to the plot. <laughs> this is how Bulgarian sounds. Wow, Victor, this is the most words you've said the whole movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! The cup glows red again. A little hot piece of paper. Bam! Dumbledore expertly catches it with his thumb and forefinger. And whose name is on next but um, the girl? Flower Delacour. De Flor de it means flower of the cross. She's about to speak, uh, uh, but suddenly the camera cuts away and doesn't let her say anything at all. Oh, shut up, you! <laughs> Says the man. Um. Flash! It goes red again. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Dumbledore catches it. Oh, it's a uh, what? A Hufflepuff? <gasps> Me, Cedric Diggory. Ah, what? This has never happened to Hufflepuffs ever and forever. Wow! Oh my gosh, the genetically uh, constructed in an artificial lab Hufflepuff to finally give them a champion who is handsome and cool. Uh, seems to be entered as a new Triwizard Champion. Wow! The Hufflepuff's scheme is going according to plan. This is amazing! Nothing bad could ever happen to me! What's this? The cup grows red a fourth time, says the confused Dumbledore. And poof! Another piece of paper. Guess who it is. Harry, 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 Harry. Harry. Say it, Dumbledore. Harry. Dumbledore just said. Oh, oh. Dumbledore, who's on the piece? Say the name, Headmaster. What's his name? Tell me it's Harry Hudson and not the famous one. Harry Belafonte? Harry. Potter. All the students stomp on their cowboy hats in consternation because Harry Potter gets to do everything cool. Harry, who's been just, like, playing on a steam deck in the corner, is like, Huh? What's that? What? Huh? Oh, Hermie. Harry, you got to get up. Dumbledore's calling your name, says Hermione. Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Why is he so angry? (laughs) Jesus. Harry stumbles to the front. Stumbledore. (laughs) Stumbles to the front. He is the fourth, for the first time ever, the fourth... Tri wizard, quad wizard, oh, more like quad wizard, the quad wizard for the quad wizard tournament. Quad wizard. Anyway, <laughs> Harry, uh, with clammy hands and oystery feet, slowly shuffles up to Dumbledore. Did you put your name in this cup, boy? Wasn't me. I didn't do it. I don't know how my name got in that cup. Please. You've got to believe me. Meanwhile, Ron's hate boner is bashing the table from underneath. (laughs) How did he do it? Why didn't he tell me why? So jealous. So jelly. Smash cut to Dumbledore's office. 
Okay, here's where you don't want to be if you're Harry Potter. In the big man's office, surrounded by fucking Snape, a cross-looking Professor McGonagall, and Bart Crouch Sr., a real weirdo who works at the Ministry of Magic, okay? Dumbledore rushes in after putting Harry there to quake. <laughs> Harry! Harry! Choking the ever-living <laughs> shit out of him. Can <laughs> you put your fucking name in that <laughs> goddamn... What the fuck? How'd you put your name? Uh, Albus, Albus, what are you doing? He's a student of Hogwarts. Ah, yes, ah, yes. Must not raise hands against him. Don't know him. why I made that choice. Cast a, a weird, cast weird a choice for me to get so angry can... there all of a sudden. Makes There's no nothing sense. we can do. It's a binding contract we just learned right now. <laughs> Well, um, a point of order, uh, Barty Crouch Sr., sir. Uh, it's a binding contract. If I break the contract, do I have to, like, pay a fee? You'll get zapped. You, we'll throw you in a well. <laughs> I, will I survive? It's not important what happens if you don't do it. What's important is that you have to do it. Because if I do do it, I could very well die. This is wizard law. Oh. Oh. This is really going to fuck up the betting lines. He has to, like, replace all the odds <laughs> for all the students. Smash cut, Gryffindor common room, 1 a.m. They're all still awake, but mostly Harry and the rest are also awake, but just in their room. And we see the Gryffindor common room beautifully adorned with all of its cool little paintings and special little banners. I'm the fat lady. I guard the room. Uh, Pimple sticks. Oh, you can come in. Thank you. Suddenly the weird fireplace is like, bleh, bleh, bleh. And then a face comes out of a bunch of coal. And it's Gary Oldman. (laughs) Voice choice. Gary Oldman as a bunch of animate coal is quite a voice. What voice does this coal have? Thank you. (laughs) Colstopher Walken, of course. (laughs) Harry, um, it's me, Sirius Black. Uh, uh, I'm in a fireplace. Um, look, you're in danger, my lad. I need you to know that the headmaster of uh, Dormstrong, uh, yes? Igor, Igor Kakarov, he was a death eater. <gasps> no. Yeah, have you heard of them? They're like the clan, except yeah, I've heard they cool and clothes. Yeah, if, if I, you can I, imagine. I keep hearing this. I, I feel like it's an odd uh, way to explain the evils of. But yes, yes, I know who the Death Eaters are. Yeah, you gotta watch your back. I wanna be your dad, but I can't be your dad if you're dead. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I kind of thought we were like best friends, maybe. Oh, we could be friends, and maybe more than friends. Like a dad and a son. Suddenly, Ron starts pissing on the fire. Whoa! Ron! So, I heard voices. <laughs> I heard voices, and I really had to pee. <laughs> Your jealous dick is getting in the way of everything. Stop talking about my dick, <laughs> Harry. <sighs> No, talk more about his dick, says Neville Longbottom, <laughs> secretly hiding the couch cushions. <laughs> Smash cut, the forest. Hagrid, oh. the, the lovable oaf, um, sort of is leading uh, Harry to a sneak peek at the first task. We're already <clears throat> cheating, and it hasn't even begun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are wizards. Come this way. I, I have... I, I, Hagrid, you seem so nervous. Well, I wanted, to, sh- I wanted to show you something. There's a bunch of, like, weird well, goo in your well, hair. you and me are the same size, so this makes sense. <laughs> Come, I wanted to show you uh, these 
things. Do you have a hickey have. on your neck, Hagrid? Um, <clears throat> you smell like the French. French. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, the French. Pay no champagne. attention. Uh, look, just beyond these trees, uh, and pay no attention to this amorphic blob of shifting air right next to me. Harry, stay hidden. Oh, right. I'm under the cloak of invisibility, and Hagrid's on a date with Madame Maxime, who is the headmistress of Bobatons, who is a full giant, and Hagrid's a half-giant. I should probably stop saying such exposition to myself. They'll catch wise to me. Oh, look, it's a scene from Jurassic Park 1. And they look just past the foliage and see giant dino crates with dragons breathing flamethrower-like fire out of the holes in the bars, and their handlers just, like, scrambling and brambling. Screaming, running around on fire. They didn't. They forgot that (coughs) dragons breathe fire, and they should probably be protected from the fire. Somehow, they've left big, giant holes in all of the dragon boxes. You'd think they'd cast a, like, water shield on them. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Maybe they're squibs. That's a dark thought. Just squibs higher. Maybe they were their food. Oh. And we flash back to uh, the guy talking to his wife and kid at home. I got a great new job at Hogwarts. Hogwarts. (laughs) We're so proud of you. You finally got that Hogwarts job. You remember how to train your dragon? That's me, baby. Fast forward to his charred corpse in the dark forest. Plucked apart by the uh, hong horn double tail. Hong horn leg tail. Hogwarts Legtail, the most fierce of all the dragons that have been brought to the forest. Hagrid gives Invisible Harry a knowing look and lowers his spectacles. And, his, and Hagrid's date's like, why are you staring so knowingly at the ground next to me? You should be looking into my eyes, Hagrid. Uh, because, Madame Maxime, this ground is where I want to build our home in the future when we have a family. Oh, whoa, you are moving so fast. <laughs> Sorry, I got maybe five years to live. <laughs> oh, wow. Too soon. <laughs> Smash cut to a stadium backstage tent. Woo. Barty Crouch has the champions selecting their ja- dragons from a bag. Baggins. Baggins. From Pokemon. Oh. That's a, kin- uh, that's a king. Harry selects the long schlong wingtail or whatever it's called. Long the scariest dragon. The scariest one is the, the only long schlong wingtail. The only one with spikes. Yeah. By mm. the way. Yeah, they pull out. I don't know if they're holograms or just legitimate tiny dragons, but one by one the champions pull out their dragons, and Harry's of course is covered in poison barbs. He instantly receives stun damage and falls over. Cedric Diggory's dragon is a small pillow with wings. Fleur Delacour's is actually a box of chocolates that she's allowed to eat. And uh, Victor Crumb's is um, just a stress ball. (laughs) This is no dragon at all, but I could use it to help me channel some of my toxic masculinity. Harry quietly masturbates in the tent while the other, uh, the other contestants, you know, defeat their dragon quite easily. He's called to the stage, um, which is like a rocky pit surrounded by stands. Freaking brutal. He flexes and everyone's booing him, saying, Potter stinks. Boo, you cheated. Cheated. Potter stinks. And all of a sudden the dragon lands on top of Harry, basically, breathing fire. Well, well, well. If it isn't a human boy, my favorite aperitif. You see, 
I don't make humans my full meal, but I help to accentuate my culinary feast by... Harry interrupts the long-winded dragon. Axio Broom. Oh, no, the broom shoots from Hogwarts Academy for witches and wizards straight through the dragon's skull into Harry's hand. (laughs) Harry rides it like a fucking rodeo bull. Leaving a trail of blood and brain matter behind him (laughs) like it's some sort of beautiful fireworks show. The dragon falls dead straight down next to its precious golden egg. Harry keeps flying around destroying half of Hogwarts Castle just for fun, leaving the audience in wild suspense. Number one, number one, number one. I'll tell him the dragon did it as he punches gargoyle statues ancient <laughs> priceless works of art Harry uh, grabs the egg the Harry. beautiful golden egg mama <laughs> you're mine now egg it's a real egg <laughs> the the dragon's young larva is inside and and Harry quickly snaps its neck and takes the egg to go celebrate flashback to earlier that morning <laughs> well mama has to go to work but it's Let only me like come with you today. Oh, I really shouldn't. But Please. okay, okay. You just sit somewhere safe and watch, and I'll I'll cover. Uh, you're gonna be absolutely safe, and we'll be done in 15 minutes, and then we'll go to McDonald's. I'll stay on the pointy rocks. Okay. Where everyone can see me. Oh, oh, good, good. Okay. I love you, Mama. I love you too. I We're- hope this earns you enough money to go back to school like you've always wanted. <laughs> Yeah. And get that nursing degree. Yeah, and when I have enough saved up, you and I are going to Disneyland. All right. <laughs> Flash cut to the Gryffindor common room. Yay! Harry! 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 Harry Potter is, for the first time in his life, held on the shoulders of his uh, contemporaries, finally being celebrated for his greatness. Oh, thank God, he says. You, you idiots get it. I'm awesome. Uh, Harry holds the golden egg in his palm and starts giving him a little bit of a tease. Shall I open it? Yes, Shall yes, I? Yes, Harry. Oh, I bet you'd like that, wouldn't you? I'm itching Harry, so please. hard. Okay, well, rate, review, and subscribe, and I might open it. Uh, okay, Harry, please just open the egg. Open the egg. All right. Harry twists the top of the twist top egg opened, um, and it, like a, like a Riddler trap, Skunks open, uh, spring loaded, and immediately starts Rick rolling them all. Never gonna give you up. <laughs> oh, all the kids clutch their ears. Help! Help! That man should not have that voice. And they all flee back to their griffin beds and immediately cast a sleep spell on themselves. Smash oh. cut. A dance studio <laughs> high above Hogwarts where Professor McGonagall is wearing her ballet tights from 1920. Love it. And she announces the Yule Ball, the big ol' Yule Ball's coming up, and all the little boysies and girlsies are going to need to learn how to dance. So she um, invites Ron up. Now, students, as you know, the Yule Ball is nearing its completion, uh, and at the end of the U-Ball, the Dark Lord will be <laughs> finally brought back to life. <laughs> uh, the U-Ball, by the way, takes place on Christmas Eve. Pretty stressful event for, to put kids through while they're away from home on Christmas Eve, but whatever. And not all of you are Christians, I understand that. Most of us are pagans. Um, 
And you must learn to dance in the old ways, which means a man and a woman. Okay, everybody? Straight, straight, straight. That's what McGonagall thinks. I ain't learning how to dance, says Ron. Oh, we have a bit of a challenge on our hands. I'm getting up no matter what, says Ron. Imperio! McGonagall unforgivably puppetizes Ron and forces him into her embrace. Miss McGonagall, I don't want to touch your hips. Please don't make me. My hips don't lie, Mr. Weasley. You cannot resist. You're surprisingly strong with your use of your thigh master. Yes, these thighs could crush your skull like Xenia on the top. And uh, McGonagall puts Ron's head between her thighs and does the traditional wizard dance that they do at the U of Ball. They smash the boy's head between their knees. All the boys shrink back in fear. It's a real Game of thrones Madame Pomfrey has to come and reassemble Ron's head. They demonstrate for hours. <laughs> Next! Oh, no! Smash cut to the Great Hall, where Ron is nervously twiddling his thumbs, approaches Hermione. Now, Ronald... Uh, you're... S- well... What? I... Well, you, you... What, Ron? Spit it out! I, you're ugly enough for me. What? Uh, <laughs> that's not what I meant. It. I meant nobody wants you. What? Right? Right? How dare you, Ron Weasley? I'm offering you an opportunity to come to me with... To the ball. <laughs> Harry's sweating into a cereal, being like, does anyone remember I just was almost died by a dragon? <laughs> nope. Well, Ron, if you didn't know, someone's already asked me, and I have accepted. Bullshit. <laughs> it couldn't have happened. It couldn't be. It couldn't be. It did happen. <gasps> Ron, believe it or not, when I put my face on, I am irresistible to the boys. I, I choose not. I don't believe. You are such an asshole, I and thought. you're a liar, you, you ugly swine. Go, go. Hermione throws hot porridge in Ron's oh, face oh, and storms uh, off. Oh, well, the, better ask somebody else, huh? The porridge gets into all the sutures from when Pomfrey reconstituted a skull. Uh, that's gonna linger. Smash cut to a shit-covered owl tower where Harry likes to hang out. He thinks about cleaning up all the owl shit, but decides they prefer that sort of natural environment, which is coated in their own filth. <laughs> but who's also in the owl shit tower? Cho Chang. Bong. They run into each other. <gasps> Major Scottish hottie. Scotty. <laughs> oh, Harry, I, I'm terribly sorry. I, I, I was just uh, sending an owl to my grandmum because um, she found Nessie and <laughs> had to uh, duplicate it and eat it, the duplicate. <laughs> I, I wasn't listening to anything you're saying, Cho, but I've been meaning to ask you, would you go to the dance, the big dance with me? Are you mocking me because I'm from Scotland? Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, I think you... Scot... Uh, I, don't, I can't do it. <laughs> Britiamo, she says, and forces Harry's tongue back into his original configuration. Oh, thank you. It's me again, Harry Potter. <laughs> Will you go to the dance with me, Cho? No. You can put my head right between your legs and smash it all night long. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Harry, but I, I really am, but Cedric Diggory, you know, 
Cedric Biggery, as they call him. <laughs> Did somebody say my name? Cedric Diggory, with his huge upper body, just stalks back into the room. Auria! Hey, cool. All the owls get into formation, forming a giant heart, and start fluttering their wings. Diggory! Joe, what's up with Harry? Um, he's just leaving, wasn't he, Harry? <laughs> Bye, Harry! Harry skulks off down the stairs, um, total, totally alone, knowing no woman would ever want to be with someone like him. Mm-mm. Completely covered head to toe in owl shit. In owl mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Smash cut the day the Yule Ball, baby. Makeover montages constantly as all of the hot 14-year-olds get ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised that there's no like magical makeup scene in any of this. That would have been fun. Ron proves he is the most useless person with magic ever as he's just wearing like rags from under the sink that his mom gave him. His Oshkosh bagosh. And he has no skills to make it look any better. No. It's not big on aesthetics. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, yeah, his, Ron awkwardly enters in his hand-me-down robes next to Harry, and their two last-minute dates, the Patil sisters, Parvati and Padma, who are none too happy about this arrangement. Everybody's got to get a date, I guess. Well, you want to you dance? Pro, pro, are, are you Padma? Are you Parvati? Are you Prevma? <laughs> I'm I'm Parvati Patil. Oh, and you can tell because even though my sister looks a bit like me, she has a very different voice. Voice choice. What does Padma sound like? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I am uh, surprised and alarmed that you could not tell the difference between me and my older sister. <laughs> You're so identical. No, we're different. Well, you want to dance anyway? I suppose. <laughs> Mr. Two Left Feet over here. <clears throat> left More left feet than my politics. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> um, so Harry, Ron, and the sisters dance poorly. And uh, yeah, they're not smashing the head right at all. They're like putting it between their shins. Yeah, they're doing it nose against thighs and just like crushing the nose inward. I don't know the dynamics of this dance per se, <laughs> but they're not doing it right. Whatever. It's okay. It is. They don't have to do it long because suddenly the Cure is on stage and everyone is yes. like sweating and raving with each other. What what song is the Cure singing? Um, uh, from the eighties, please. Um. <laughs> I I can't name any Cure songs How about I am the man who would fight for your honor Yeah, they sing that song They sing the Karate Kid song It's just an 80s song (laughs) Hermione's sweaty from a hot hot twosome with Crumb A twosome? Throws herself down (laughs) on the chair next to... uh, Next to Ron. Oh boy, is it hot in here? Wow! That crumb. Who's this hot one? Uh, Calm down, Professor Flitwick. (laughs) (laughs) That's Hermione Granger. She's a mate of mine, although apparently not a mate of mine, if you use the English version, I mean American version of the word. 
Oh, anyway, she's been hooking up with Victor Crumb. I can't hold a candle, even a wizard candle, to that guy. You sure can't, but there's something about you, Ron. I can't put my finger on. Is it um, my squishy side fat because it's so soft? It's like you're putting your th- finger through aerogel. <laughs> Are you just going to complain about your squishy sides all night? Well, I wouldn't have to complain about my squishy sides if you'd re- agreed to go on a date with me to dance. We'd be dancing and having a fabulous time. Not until you say that I'm a girl. Well, you're a girl and you don't understand important things like dances and how you could break a guy's heart if you go with someone else. You're a cold, emotionless, unfeeling, practical-minded girl. <laughs> He's right. He's right. Hermione runs away knowing that she can never have the hot piece that is Ron Weasley and runs up the stairs and throws her shoes down like a sad, weird Cinderella, and but no one's no one's there to rescue her. There's no fairy godmother. What did I say? <laughs> says Victor Crumb's inner dialogue. Smash cut to a bathroom. Love it. <laughs> well, okay, it's me, Harry Potter, entering the prefect's bathroom, and I've got my magical egg, uh, my orphan egg, <laughs> little orphan eggy, and <laughs> suddenly the tubes rattle. Who is this 30-year-old actress? It's me, a 30-year-old actress living in the tubes of the bath. Oh, no, it's, it's that ghost moaning myrtle. I moan not for sadness this time. Move those bubbles aside. Oh, Harry. no. Harry, show me your little wand, Harry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Harry... Frightened and kind of cold in the still cold water is just like turtling to the max. Mm. Come on, Harry. I told you I saw the other boy in here with your special little egg. All the bubbles were gone. Oh, my best friend Cedric Diggory. He, I uh... saw the whole shaft, Harry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, Myrtle, this is problematic in the extreme. As, uh, I'm not 30, Harry. Ghosts, we stop counting our ages after we die. Yeah, you did die like 60 years ago. That means I'm 80, Harry. Jesus. <laughs> so look, I, I'm trying to just do some business with this egg and would like a little privacy. All right, I'll be real quiet. <laughs> I'll be under the water, Harry. Oh, no, not under the water. Listen to the egg under the water, Harry. Oh, Christ. Harry puts the egg under the water and really unhappily obliges Moaning Myrtle. Um, He ducks down and opens the egg, and instead of the horrible rickrolling, he hears the most beautiful song he's ever heard. By the cure. (laughs) They're like, listen under the water. Losing my religion. (laughs) It sounds like Michael Stipe from R.E.M. from the 90s. A 90s song that R.E.M. played in the 90s. I guess I thought I'd heard you try. Okay. Um, Moaning Myrtle's just flicking her little bean across the pool. Ghost bean. Ghost Bean Baby! Wow, the REM remix. Uh, yeah, and okay, uh, woven into the beautiful poetic metaphors and um, the, the poignant melancholy of the REM song, Harry gleans a, a secret message, and that is that mermaids are the next challenge. Oh boy! 
Harry's seen that movie, and all you got to do to trick a mermaid is tell her life above the water is better. <laughs> it's easy. Smash cut. The spooky lake in the Scottish Highlands. Um, is Dumbledore- there any other kind? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said, is there any other kind? Oh, spook, yeah. In yeah. the Scottish Highlands? No. Just spooky cold lake. That was worth it. Please. <laughs> Uh, Captain Dumbledore, dressed in a pirate costume, <laughs> tells everyone it's a water task and he, that they must rescue uh, their friends. Listen, everybody, I've been spending my time capturing your closest friends. <laughs> what? Putting them in mortal peril. Um, excuse me? Giving them within an inch of their lives. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And pushing them to the bottom of this infinite lake. This seems unethical even for me. <laughs> well, um... Figure it out. Ready, go. Whoa. Filch comically shoots a cannon off too early, which is a, a repeated gag in this movie that we're not going to do because I find it stupid. I don't know if you're Filch heads like I am, but I think it demeans the character. Anyway. Harry's on the side of the water smoking weed. He's still confused about how he's going to like conquer this task. When suddenly, <gasps> that wasn't just regular weed. That was... Delta 8. <laughs> a special legalized strain of weed that gets you high, but legally. Uh, and that means <gasps> he's going to sprout gills any minute. His, his neck erupts in like open sores. <gasps> he but says, Near, nearly had the list. Nick is like, Yes, <laughs> yes, one of us, one of us. <laughs> Uh, jumps in the water, realizes he can breathe underwater. Whoa. Part of your world. <laughs> oh, that's a song from the 80s. 89. <laughs> he twirls around, um, sees Victor Crumb looking like <laughs> that guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like human shark, you know? Yeah, man shark. Man shark. He sees uh, the French chick, like, still with no lines. She has uh, put her head in an upside-down fishbowl and is just trying to make do. It's called engineering, you fools. <laughs> um, we see uh, the hot, uh, the hot one with like just some bubbles on his face. Yeah, and he's got his full Batman gear on, <laughs> so he's aerodynamic and can slice through the Grindylows, as they mention, who are little squid men. Oh, not we... part of the clue, by the way. We see the mermaids, um, but they're not your beautiful little aerials. They're like vicious, like toothed. And Shark they're, women. And they're, uh, they're top half fish, bottom half people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor's delight. Different, different mermaids. Sailor's different delight. mermaids. Still technically mermaids. <laughs> they're, um, uh, they're snapping at all of the contestants. Um, and they're just, their legs are just, you know, kicking, flutter kick style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the, the dead death masks of their friends who seem to be already drowned, but like chained up to the bottom of the lake, horrifying all of them. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> Cedric Diggory here, says uh, Robert Battenson, and he throws his batarang. It slices the umbilical cord, tethering... Um, Cho. Cho. Wow. Cho Chang, his true love. The Scottish... The Scottish hottish. Hottest. The hottish Scottish witch in Greenwich Village. 
He wastes no time and immediately takes her up to land to do whatever he will. Come with me for a healing kiss, my dear. On the hand, I'm a gentleman. But, but Cedric, so many people could die. Don't you want to help them? You're right, Harry. I do want to, but that's really more of a you problem. <sighs> Cedric pants Harry, and while he's struggling to oh, pull up his swimming trunks, blimey. Uh, a shark swims by and chomps on the umbilical cord of Hermione. Cow! <laughs> Separated from Mother Nature. <laughs> Hermione loses all of the ancient magic knowledge she was starting to absorb. God damn it! <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the French girl drowned or something, so she was removed from the competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Fleur Delacour's Fleur sister, sister just dies. Yep. Just dies at the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. Harry can't save her. All the mer people chomp at him away. Mm-hmm. So, too sad. Harry too lets out a giant fart bubble and floats both Hermione and Fleur's uh, sister to the top of the lake. He, meanwhile, can't obey the laws of physics and won't float up to the top for some reason, starts sinking to the bottom rapidly. Um, until he remembers he has a wand because he's a fucking wizard mm-hmm. and casts a spell finally and, you know, emerges. That's emerges. right. Foo! He launches himself rocketing out of that lake. He crashes into the dock. Um, and everybody's like, holy magoli! M- Harry Potter saved two kids. One of them died already, but still... He- <laughs> He took the body back and Dumbledore's like, I tried to kill I was trying to kill those four kids. <laughs> damn it. He's like, Oh god, this will ruin me. God damn it. And he's like counting the coins that he's lost, resetting the betting lines. Fuck! Fuck! Oh damn it. The Deadpool is totally wrong now. Reference to Marvel properties. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, everybody, uh, I'm here with my good mate, Cornelius Fudge, Minister of Magic, to, to watch everything and, and, and give me a clap on the back. Uh, so look, all of you, I want you to know that Harry Potter did not win. That was Cedric Diggory, the best boy in the world. Uh, and, of course, Fleur Delacour, she got uh, snapped up by some uh, seaweed or something. Uh, she's fine. And uh, and Victor Crumb, of course, saved his person by becoming Jaws. But due to outstanding moral fiber, I've decided to change the rules on this ancient and sacred challenge. And uh, I give second place to Harry Potter. Yay! Woo-hoo! Smash cut. Whoop! Dumbledore's office. We see a copy of the unbearable lightness of being. <laughs> oh no, wait, it's just a bowler hat on the ground. Oh, don't, don't, everybody come in. Minister Fudge, come in. Uh, teachers, come in. Uh, yes, sorry about the bowler hat. You see, uh, Bartimus Crouch Sr. was found dead near the lake j- just this afternoon. It's amazing. Gasp. Yeah, a gasp indeed. He was, he was a very brutal auror, uh, so I wasn't really down with his methods, but, you know, it's no reason for him to get killed. Uh, we should probably look into this more, but, um, you know, the plot's got to keep on rolling, so <laughs> forget about that little mustached weirdo. Excuse me, I'm listening behind the door. It's me, Harry Potter. I don't think we're alone, Dumbledore. I'm here the whole time. I've been listening to you talking about the adults are dying. Doro evaporatum. Woo! <laughs> the door turns into a cosmic gas, and Harry is uh, seen by all the professors, etc. 
Um, so there, therefore, the professors leave the room, leaving Harry completely alone in the adults' room with all the magical, yep. most powerful magical objects in Hogwarts. Just don't touch anything, Harry. Okay, eat, eat some candy, Harry. As he points to a bowl of glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's candy, but Dumbledore does know better than I. Oh, hey, Fox. Fox the Phoenix that saved Harry's life in Harry Potter 2 is just like, what's up? <laughs> Suddenly there's like, um, he notices like a glow from like a closet Ooh. and he opens it and it's like a bowl full of, whoa, 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 whoa. it looks like a bowl full of sperm. Yeah. <laughs> in Dumbledore's office and he's like entranced by it. It's, it's... What is that? I've never seen so much in one place. <laughs> I, Master Potter, says Samwise Gamgee, it's the, it's the thing from the Lady of the Lake. You look into it and it shows you the future. I should put my face in it. Well, actually, it shows you memories. I lied. I saw the future and it was Hobbiton burning down. Woo! Harry leans forward and puts his face in the bowl of splooge. Oh. <laughs> Suddenly, it's, it's so good sepia for the skin. toned. Suddenly, it's sepia toned and he's in the past. What is going on? I'm in like a big chamber full of adults. I cannot be put in the prison. We hear the sonorous voice of Igor Karkarov. I refuse to go to jail. Death Etor. Uh, Igor Karkarov is in a really cruel looking medieval torture cage um, in the middle of a, a circle of stands of judges and lawyers and wizards and this this body of of judgy type people is known as the Wizengamot and they get to determine the fate of everybody who does something bad in Wizard World. Kakarov, you're so evil, we're leaving the magic aside and just gonna point spears at you. No, mm-hmm. no, no, please. Screw in the spears. No, they no. screw in these uh, spears really close just to outline his body like perfectly. I have information. What? What? Mm, what is the? Wait, do we have a voice for Barty Crouch Senior ever? It's He's not a consistent around. one. <laughs> okay. Voice choice for this last scene with Barty Crouch Senior. Cronk. There's people I need to tell you are evil. Ah, uh, okay. Um, uh, it's me, Barty Crouch Senior. Uh, not great at this voice. <laughs> Turned into a bit of a buff Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> but anyway, uh, as you know, Igor Kokorov, you gotta give us the names of the Death Eaters. And so we can find them and put them to death. I have one name. The most evil, the most terrible person you don't know. His name is Voldemort. He's so evil. We know, we, we know, we know Voldemort's evil. What you know, Voldemort? We, he's the main reason he, Oh, no. Oh, no. All my private information. I oh, bet you sh- thought that was your trump card. That was the one. That was the big one. Suddenly, a telephone booth, an old English telephone booth, appears in the middle of the Wizengamot, <laughs> and who steps out but none other than Doctor Who himself. It's Chris Eccleston. Yay! Oh, oh also that guy. That guy was bad, too. What What are you talking about? That's my son. Your son is... Barty Crouch Jr. Evil. evil. Barty Crouch Jr. Yes, no good. Um, hi, David Tennant here. Uh, 
if you don't mind, I'll just be shitting right off and uh, just running, scampering across the heads of all these old people and see you later. Ah! Everybody tackles Barty Crouch Jr. <laughs> body blow, body blow. And uh, the excited Karkaroff is super happy he's getting out of prison, but he's trying to remain very still <laughs> because there's a lot of spears pointing right at his crotch at that mm-hmm. moment. <laughs> Oh, Barty Crouch is stunned. He receives stun damage for two turns. And he looks up at his dad. Hello, father, he says, and does a really unnecessary snake affectation. If you thought Heath Ledger's Joker mouth business was too much, like this is that plus plus super. What is it? Any my hero academia fans out there? Plus ultra. Plus ultra. He does all that plus ultra. Smash cut to a hallway. It is nighttime, and Harry Potter is out of the Gryffindor dormitory. What are you doing in the hallway, Potter? I was looking for the bathroom, bathroom. Mr. Snape. I know what you do in the bathroom. <laughs> you do? Yes, it's, That was only one it's time. It wasn't consensual. Polly, wait, what? It was the myrtle. She, she, uh, the ghost. Um, she was in the well, bath with me. I uh, couldn't help this it. This is highly. In a, Can I well, report it to you because you're safe no, and your no, teacher? No, no, no. I was talking about the polyjuice potion you, you one mean. time made, just like the polyjuice potion you are making now. You sniveling slime. Are you ball. okay? You seem like constipated. I know you're doing it. I know. It's not me. This is cool in here. What do the, all these potions Nonsense. do? Nonsense. I... Are you lonely? You? <laughs> uh, I, a I... ghostly hand uh, reaches through the wall. <laughs> oh, 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 no, it's her. She's back, oh, Mr. Snape. Miss, Professor Snape, I've come for my 12 o'clock appointment. Uh, oh, um, my Potter, God. <laughs> uh, you are excused. Uh, don't tell anyone uh, ten points to Gryffindor. Get out. <laughs> Snape shuts the door. Snape shuts the door and he hears just like all the bottles and they're just like breaking, just yes, <laughs> smashing yes. to the ground. I wonder what happened to all those ingredients, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. They just, they got. So here's, here's the thing. Throughout this uh, movie, everybody's like, Let's give Harry the secret to the next challenge. Harry, find the secret to the next challenge. And then we get to the third challenge. No talk about that. It's just like, we went to a ball. We had some fun. Let's forget about the Triwizard Cup. Oh, shit, it's the day. Like, (laughs) why did no one prepare Harry for this? All the kids walk out in matching sweats that have their names on the back. Mm -hmm. Um, They are not, like, sort of prepared with any kind of armor or special gear. Just... Some, some cool sweats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are standing in front of a hedge maze of wizardly proportions. Such a thing could not have been created by uh, normal means. And uh, are all around in a semicircle in front of the hedge maze entrance slash exit is bandstands filled with excited wizards, family members, clergy, um, (laughs) documentary filmmakers, live streaming into kindergarten classrooms, just so excited to see what's going to happen at the big event today. Uh, There is an ominous wind, and the hedge shifts. There's some bats that fly out of it, letting you know it's, like, spooky and challenging in there. There's a full band just waiting to play them into the maze. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, by the way, everyone, says Dumbledore... (laughs) 
if there's trouble, just shoot up. Shoot some some magic into the sky. Just shoot your guns. Dumbledore hands out three three pistols, three fifty-seven magnums to each of the triwizards. It's a bit primitive uh, from a from a more uh, savage age, but uh, you know, uh, it works. It works really well, actually. <laughs> Fleur is so weak she can't she can't hold up her own gun and uh, immediately shoots herself in the foot. Oh no, my beautiful foot. Who will take care of me? And the hedge comes to life and just sucks her <laughs> underground. I'll take care of you. The hedge is like a nice a nice man. Come with me, my lady, <laughs> says the neckbeard hedge. <laughs> I shall squire you away. <laughs> The three other, uh, the three other people start running, running into the. <laughs> Not hedge. that way, Harry. That way. <laughs> oh Matt, yeah, I just points him in the right direction. Moody gives him some Google do- directions, and Dumbledore yells after them. Wait! Don't forget, you could lose your mind in the maze. That's the real challenge. Keeping control of yourself and your your values. <laughs> Smash cut. We're in the maze. Oh, are we ever? <laughs> the we maze are. closes behind Harry. Zoop. All the competitors, the remaining three live competitors, <laughs> are trying to find their way desperately. Well, I am going to split up from you because I'm going to find the cop first. And when I find it, I will fill it with my happy saliva, <laughs> says Victor Crumb athletically. <laughs> All right. Good luck. I hope you're the best. I'm not going to try to get in your way. Thanks, Pokemon trainer. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Cedric Diggory? <laughs> Cedric just looks up towards the moon and you see like his skin glitter. And uh, he turns into a bat and flies towards the cup. What the fuck? <laughs> and I thought I was cool with my shark head. Harry is, has wet his own pants at this point and like, literally doesn't know what to do or where to turn. Victor, Victor, <clears throat> excuse me, mate. Uh, do, yes. Do you have, may I borrow your outer shorts? I'm too, I'm too busy pumping iron. Um, um, because I seem to have urinated on my pants, and it's, I mean, my, yes, it's British pants, American underpants. And Suddenly, Victor glazes <laughs> over with boredom at Harry. <laughs> He's talking about his pants. I'm going to attack you now. <laughs> no, Victor, no. It's, it, it, you're so bored, it's like you've been furious, cursed. But it's just boredom. <laughs> Harry swivels and swabbles away from Victor Crumb's magical assaults. Ow, 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 ow. Ow, husky dogs. Uh, but Victor Crumb is incapable of immolating young Harry Potter because Potter's too quick on his feet. He's a seeker, after all. Seeker of knowledge. Suddenly they're in one long weed-covered hallway. Hey, man. Just <laughs> get out of my hallway, man. And it's Cedric and Harry, and they see the cup ahead of them, like a little blue jewel. Like like when you're trying to sleep and like like a, like a router is like in the same room as you, and now you can just see that little light at the end. You're like, oh, what is that so bright? Ha, ha, it's the Triwizard Cup. Harry, do you see that little light that looks like a router? I believe it's the Triwizard Cup. And I believe that we should fight each other running all the way towards it. They run and start having a shoving match. No, stop. 
give me your clothes. Oh. Really, they're oh. ripping off, and by oh. that they're just like my shirt. All buff and naked. Oh together. no! Oh, we've fallen over on top of each other. The vines are so horny from the hedge; they're just like getting these like vine erections and are like <laughs> rubbing all over like Cedric's body, keeping him all oh, like he's like totally mm-hmm. you know trapped in the vines. He's hentai. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Harry is like I'm pretty I'm pretty turned on by this. Maybe I shouldn't help him. What do you two think you're doing? My toxic masculinity will save you. Victor Crumb tries to separate the two nascent lovers by casting a separamus spell, but accidentally cleaves himself in twain. Oh! He went in twain, says Harry. <clears throat> uh, and so he... he oh, Cedric, you've been a good mate. Thanks. You've been a good mate, too. What do you say we... We both grabbed the cup at the same time. <gasps> Would you like that? I couldn't possibly... Yes. The they two. share a passionate kiss. And they think, I just know we're going to be best friends forever. Oh, oh, I, I like to remember things as they happen. Cedric flashbacks to Hello. the exact moment he's in right now. <laughs> oh, Harry, we're going we're gonna to get to the end of this cup and we're going to be... Successful, and it's gonna be great, and nothing bad's ever gonna happen. While Cedric is imagining this very moment that's happening in real time, <laughs> distracted, Harry Potter races down the weed hallway towards the tricup. See you later, motherfucker! I, I was doing a honey pot trap! <laughs> but Harry's little legs are smaller than Cedric's big muscular calves, and uh, Cedric paces him very quickly. Uh, okay, change of plans. Same time. <laughs> Fine. Same time. They leap. Three, two, what? Harry gives, uh, right before they uh, apparate out, he gives him a little kiss on the forehead. Cedric. Love you. <laughs> they grab the two uh, cup handles and they swirl and swoosh and flurl and floosh into a whirlpool of the time stream. They see Doctor Who's TARDIS whip past them. What's that doing there? And they land with an unsanctimonious foomph on the cold, hard ground of a cemetery. The cemetery where the evil boy Tom Riddle was buried under a real overdramatic-looking angel of death statue. There was also a lot of good people buried in that cemetery. There were good people buried on both sides. (laughs) Hey, Death Eaters, very stylish. (laughs) That guy's a big... That guy's dressed like he's in the KKK. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cedric, I recognize this place from my dark dreams. Mm, My little Voldemort warning scar is seething. We need to get out of here, Cedric. Don't don't you worry, Harry. I'm always here for you. I'll always be here for you. Suddenly we see this sneaky little Wormtail voice choice. What is Wormtail? Kristen Stewart. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> Wormtail slithers to the front like a, a, a just the fattest man with hair growing out everywhere that it shouldn't be. He's not that fat. Evada Kedavra. Oh no, Cedric! We see a jet of green flame zorch out of Wormtail's worm wand, and it infests Cedric Diggory. 
peck by peck, ab by ab, until he totally falls down the color bleaching from his complexion, eyes wide open, staring into eternity. I thought he was cute, but I guess I'm uh, Team Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch, Harry Potter wails and pulls out his American gun, unloading six slugs straight at Wormtail. But he shoots like a Brit and they all miss. (laughs) And uh, Kristen Stewart's like, "Uh, statue activate. And the statue like... Traps Harry, oh. the big uh, angel statue. The weeping angel from weeping Doctor angel Who. The weeping angel from Doctor Who <laughs> clasps <clears throat> Harry. Freeze, scumbag. The statue holds him tightly. Wormtail uh, says a potion, a, a potion recipe out loud. Uh, throwing a baby in the pot. What's this? Wormtail is holding a hideous, monstrous, stretched out looking baby. It's no baby at all. It's some sort of proto-Voldemort. Into the pot you go. The pot just fucking bubbles and explodes. Geysers straight into the air of green ooze. Uh, And this is a part in the book, uh, pop-up fact. In the book... Uh, J.K. Rowling writes that Harry Potter is watching the gross baby fall into the cauldron and thinking, please let him drown. Oh, please let him drown. (laughs) I mean, he is Voldemort, but also a fucked up thing to have your protagonist wish for. Um, And who knows if he drowns, because he seems to disintegrate and reform. Oh, man, it's the super beast that Rob Zombie foretold. <laughs> Lord Voldemort reconstitutes himself and stretches out. Uh, he has the form of Rafe Fines with no tanning solution at all, just pure British complexion. <laughs> He is bald as a lord, and he is working it, honey. <clears throat> and even though he can't breathe through his nose because of that costume, he still looks good. I mean, I'm in favor of bald representation in film. <laughs> nose or without nose. I'll take it either way. Mm, okay. There, and we hear Lord Voldemort speak for the first time in all the movies. Voice choice. <laughs> We can do Voldemort voices, but let's have some fun. Fuck you. (laughs) Fun. Fun, baby. Harry Potter. (laughs) Harry Potter. It's me, Lord Voldemort. (laughs) Harry Potter, you've been a bad little boy. (laughs) Uh, And I'm I'm here to teach you a lesson. No, please, not me. Why me? Because I tried to kill you once, and you said, uh-uh, and now I'm here to revenge it. Uh, it's, just, it's just you versus me, then, I suppose. Not quite. What? Uh, let me zippily do dah my friends from oh, no! all around the world. Lord Voldemort presses his bone wand into the um, dark mark tattoo on Wormtail's arm. And that, of course, as we know, launches a wizard Zoom meeting. And all of his loyal attendees morph in through apparition, which is a thing we haven't really learned about yet. Uh, yeah, again, we've got the Klansman look going on, um, and Voldemort is calling them all in, but he's feeling a little 
sort of way inside about these quote-unquote allies of his. You're supposed to be my friends. Y'all betrayed me and left me alone. I was a little baby, a little worm baby, and y'all did nothing. We see see Lucius Malfoy, like, vehemently trying to talk at Voldemort, but he's muted so nobody can hear him. Lucius, Lucius, you're my favorite. I pegged you right away as someone who would save me, and you just left me alone. Why? Voldemort uh, suddenly gets the technical difficulty. Uh, Lucius, your mic is off. Oh, sorry. You're, you're muted. He, you're mute Voldemort if you unmute yourself. dissolves Lucius's uh, skull mask, uh, allowing the microphone to come back on. Uh, yes, I, I tried. I uh, did. I, I, I kept faith. I, I didn't doubt you for a second, my lord. My dark. Lord, please. Well, it's too late. Please. Now you're going to see me get rid of the little wiener boy myself. For good this time. Ha! Oh, yes, yes, my lord. Whatever, whatever you desire. Obviously. Voldemort struts out doing a duck walk, which is a RuPaul's Drag Race reference, um, and uh, meets Harry in the uh, middle of an open space. Um, Voldemort gestures for Harry to bow as they do in formal duels. Bend over for me, Harry. Come on, do it. Do it, Harry. Don't make me make you bend over, Harry. I will. I've done it before and I'll do it again. Oh, and then Harry bends uh, slowly. Weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Harry. Now we're both going to shoot our juice at each other at the same time and see what happens. Sure, I'd like to see you try. All right, the count of three, though. We got to okay. do it together. Okay, ready? All right, one. Three, two. two. Oh, no, oh, I'm just counting up. I'm counting no, down. I'm going to okay, start at one. All right, okay. ready? One. One, three. Oh, two. You, no, oh, no, you start. Oh, oh, don't you. Oh. Okay, let's one just more. Let's start like at two and then go. Ready? Two, two three. Go. Oh, and we have a beam o war, which is a trope that I looked up. And that's when two magic rays or beams uh, hit each other and they start to go back and forth. And the most powerful person eventually uh, gets the longest beam and overcomes the, the weaker. And these Ooh. wizard spell beams, by the way, Voldemort casts Avada Kedavra, the killing curse. Harry casts Expelliarmus, the curse which knocks the wand out of your hand for a a little bit. But this is a weird uh, special effects choice because the magic energy is just like floaming off Nickelodeon gack and just like hot syrup and chunky like insulation material. It's just like gross and too weird. The hot syrup... um becomes really hot mm-hmm. in a different way and becomes Cedric Diggory. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So the, the past spells cast by each wand start making their way out into reality so you can tell. And out of Harry's wand, it's just like images of the Bobaton butts yeah. from that first thing. <laughs> like really embarrassing, like web search history. But out of Voldemort's, we see all the people he's killed in the past. Whoa. Yeah, because he puts on uh, incognito mode when he's doing spells to look at butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Something you That's what an adult wizard does. <laughs> Uh, we see Harry's parents. Oh, in Even Ghost. though they died when they were like 18, right? Probably. They look like 35. Yeah. Death's been like pretty hard on it's them. It's because they went to hell. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're wizards. Right. And wizards go to hell, people. Harry, just 
run away, says say the parents. Just run away, Mum and Dad. I shouldn't face my, my uh, fears. No, just grab the cup. Yeah, but also bring my dead body back so everyone can see me dead. Ew. <laughs> Harry's like, but won't that traumatize everyone to see your corpse? You see your corpse in the middle of a big Fuck arena. you, do it! Okay. Harry, like, does not think that's a bad idea. You know, even though the shell, it's just a shell of who Cedric formerly was, and there's really no need now. Just He's already in a graveyard. Just let him stay in the graveyard, Harry. Oh, Christ. Okay, I'll take your body back, and I'll just, I'll just throw my wand up and grab the cup and, and zoom me back. Harry Potter, as soon as these ghosts stop hectoring my grapes, I'm going to kill you! Okay, break off the tug of war in three. One. Two, three, oh, oops, oh, oh, sorry. Lily, you tease. Three, two, one. And all the Bobaton butts flay, like, go right after Voldemort. Oh, Wormtail is just in heaven. (laughs) Heaven, I'm in heaven. Harry gets the cup, grabs Cedric, they twirl back through the ether. Be my sub, Scotty! Star Trek reference. Yes, and Flump, the dead body of Sederok Diggory, and the live body of Hera Pata, uh, arrive cup in hand to the fanfare. The crowd that they look out on is so happy. The it's- band is playing the most bopping jam they can imagine. Cedric's dad is like, that's my boy. He's my only boy. I love him. There's my boy. Look, he's... He's asleep. He's so relaxed. <laughs> All the Hufflepuffs are like, Cedric won! Oh my god! This is the greatest day of our lives! Yeah, go see the play Puffs to uh, witness this moment uh, just eerily reenacted for you. Suddenly, in the one line she's allowed in the movie, Fleur goes, <laughs> Oh no! Because <laughs> <laughs> she's the first to realize that Cedric, you C'est know... Malt. C'est mort. Cédric. Mm, we knew but you but one movie. And, uh, yeah, Cedric's like, eh. <laughs> He's been colonized by <laughs> ants. Um, Mad-Eye Moody stu- stumps on out and grabs Harry by the shoulder. Uh, now, look, I've been in this position before. You don't want to be here. But, uh, so let's get you back up to the castle because everyone's going to think you're a bloody murderer. Um, and they do, and the crowd screaming, has pitchforks, starts yep. chanting Harry's All name. Right. Kill the beast. All right, I'm quite traumatized. Oh, get on my giant broomstick, and we'll fly back to the castle. Oh. Whew! They Harry, fly back Harry to the hops castle. on the back of Mad-Eye, like a little... Never-ending like, story? Like a bike yeah, 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 yeah. Like oh, okay. <laughs> What's that? Uh, smash cut to Mad-Eye Mooney's, Moody's <laughs> office. Um... The, this, the atmosphere in here is all wrong. Things are feeling weird because Mad-Eye roughly pushes Harry down into the chair of interrogation and begins to question him. Now tell me, tell me, boy, you were in the cemetery and you saw Lord Voldemort rise from the dead? What's wrong with your face? You looked like the elephant man. Cut, 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 cut. I've got eczema. And I <laughs> thank you very much not to talk about it. I don't think eczema makes your eyes droop in your mouth. <laughs> you look like in Blade when they shoot him with that <laughs> those shots a, of the a special blood and swell up. I watched that when I was in Muggleland. Okay, anyway... 
Let me, let me just have a drink of me special liquor, and I'm sure my face will be back to... Oh, no. Oh, it's, I spilled it on my way in. Oh, you did? I spilled the whole case of it. I'm sorry. Why would you do that? Because I thought it was Jim Beam. <laughs> oh, I agree. Jim Beam's a, a shit liquor. I'd rather spill it on the ground. This episode is sponsored by Johnny Walker. <laughs> Anyway, tell me, what was the Dark Lord like? Well, he was nice. Harry's, like, reminiscing, like, with his back turned to Mad-Eye. Does he still have his beautiful, long, flowing hair? Oh, no, he looks quite different. Ah! Mad-Eye rends his garments. (laughs) Um, And then, I don't know, I remember what happens exactly, but somehow everything's okay. (laughs) Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> We've got some tiny notes for a reason. <clears throat> um, Mad Eye, now oh. totally absent of his uh, polyjuice potion, begins to freak out from the cheek out and dissolve back into the arguably uh, funner to look at uh, Barty Crouch Jr. <clears throat> uh, and it is revealed to Harry that this was a ruse, this was a catfish scheme all along. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Harry. It was me, Barty Crouch Jr. I arranged to get you knowledge of the dragon. I arranged to get you knowledge of opening an egg underwater. I arranged to get you the gillyweed you needed to breathe underwater. I, I didn't help so much with the maze except for point in one direction. And during this incredible exposition, the rest of the teachers burst into the room. With, with all of the guns that Dumbledore has distributed to the teachers, just firing, blazing. <laughs> Uh, don't kill him, boys. Just take him out of the legs. Yes. They shoot his knees out and he oh, crashes to the ground and he, his head writhes back in pain while his mouth is open. Snape just dumps a whole bunch of like green liquid in there. Yes, Midori. <laughs> <laughs> Much better tasting than Jim Beam. And it'll make you tell the truth because of its delicious, delicious citric flavor. <laughs> Um, tell me, are you Mad-Eye Moody, (laughs) he says. No, I'm not. I knew it. I knew it. I told you, Dumbledore. One point for Snapey. Yes, we can see. We can see who it is. Did you kill your father, Barty Crouch Senior? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's one crime. Did, Did you send Harry Potter to a graveyard to resurrect the Lord Voldemort? Yeah. All right. That's a big no-no around these parts. I know you. Oh come on! You, you can't do that. You can't do Nobody that. Nobody likes Harry Potter. Yes, anyway. I know. Right, you're preaching to the choir, man. Anyway, don't look in my the big chest on the ground. Oh, that makes me want to look in the chest. No, don't. I should have said anything. Ah. Dumbledore casts um, the uh, Alohomora spell, and the chest unlocks. We, we spend we spend three minutes Hamora. watching. Cogs turn and unclick each other, yeah. open up, unclick each other, open up, open up like a Russian nesting doll until finally. We it turns find. out it wasn't a chest. It was just a, like a, a faux chest above a big hole in the ground, a big dungeon. Mm-hmm. And who's at the bottom of that dungeon? But none other than then, the real Mad Eye Moody. Oh, hey, how, how's it going up there? <laughs> Bottles of Jim Bean scattered. <laughs> He's had nothing to do but get drunk for months. <laughs> this has been the best year of my life. <laughs> All right, well, Mad-Eye Moody is back where he belongs, <laughs> and we've caught the culprit. 
Um, I guess all that's left now is to have a big fun funeral for Cedric Diggory. Yay! Yes. Cedric Diggory funeral. As Dumbledore pockets the unlimited amounts of gold he's won from his betting lines. <laughs> yeah, he bet heavily against Cedric to die and has one big smash cut to the Great Hall. Uh, all of the banners and cladding from above is no longer a Hogwarts house, but a sad Hogwarts uh, logo that they had their PR team work on. And just pictures of Cedric, like, doing his laundry, walking to class, mm-hmm. like, like look, looking over his shoulder in the summertime. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday plays in the background. You know how they do that in funerals on TV shows? <laughs> Ah, boy. (laughs) Well, students, your parents and the Ministry of Magic don't want me to tell you this, but the Lord Voldemort has returned to this earth. We know. Anyway, (laughs) quiet down, Minerva. And uh, Voldemort is incredibly powerful, and he killed Cedric Diggory, a boy who was just a really, really fierce friend. And I mean fierce in the drag race sense. He could, he could eat and leave no crumbs, hunty. A, a girl stands up. Um, I have something to confess. Yes. Cedric took my virginity. <laughs> Suddenly, all these my, different... My virginity, too. He my took my virginity, virginity, virginity as well. My virginity. Victor Crumb stands up. He took my virginity. He took my virginity. <laughs> he took me virginity, he did. <laughs> You too. Oh, and yes. they all start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Buckbeak flies by overhead and insinuates that its virginity was also taken by Cedric. And in a way, aren't all of our virginities belonged to Cedric Diggory in the end? And no. With- <laughs> and with that last, um, the hug and, and tearful goodbye. Harry, Ron, and Hermione look out, and they all remember that night. <laughs> Cedric had them all <laughs> in the Gryffindor common room. <laughs> just oily. <laughs> just a big oily mess. He was just <laughs> screaming in tongues, and everyone had a great consensual time. This has been Muffed Movies Live! Dogs! Thank you all so very much. This is the largest audience we've had. Thank you. This is excellent. Um, we had a great time performing this for you. Please check out the podcast, subscribe to it, rate and review it. Um, and support us on Patreon. Nick, thank you very much for improvising with us. An honor. Jen, thank you for improvising with us. Goodbye! Let's get out of here.